friends, it's Haley Hines, aka Bird, and you are tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's give them the bird. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and GTB listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash give them the bird. You've maybe heard of BetterHelp. It's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You all know I'm a huge advocate for therapy, and I'm lucky to have a long-standing therapist who I meet with regularly, but that was not always the case. I remember before having decent insurance that I had to stop going to therapy because it was so costly out of pocket. Luckily, BetterHelp is way more affordable than what I was paying. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There are a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally depending upon where you are located. So if you're looking into affordable therapy options and are open to online, check out betterhelp.com slash give them the bird for 10% off your first month of therapy. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash give them the bird. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Give Them the Bird. My name is Haley, aka Bird, and I am today chatting with Mark Breeden. Mark is an online strength coach for women who uses strength training to build their confidence and make them feel like a badass lifter. Mark uses what is known as a weight neutral approach to training. He wants to change the focus on why we exercise, moving away from training for the weight on the scale and instead using exercise for health, self confidence, and feeling strong. Welcome, Mark. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, being on the podcast. Yeah, super excited to have you here. You are uh, another Canadian. Um, I think you're my second Canadian. Yeah, that I've had on the podcast. So, um, thanks. But where were they from? Oh gosh, maybe Vancouver. Okay. I don't even uh, know I what that mean means. Geography there. That's like West Coast. Yeah. Okay, West Coast. <laughs> so where are you at in Canada? I'm uh, Alberta, so I'm not as West Coast as they are. They're okay. like the most West coast. And then I'm like the province over. Okay. Gotcha. I am. Canada is just like never been there. It looks beautiful. Want to get there, but absolutely no direction whatsoever for me, the geography on my end of things. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> um, but it's great to have you on. So to kick us off, um, just go ahead and tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, for sure. So I appreciate the intro. Like you mentioned, like I'm an online strength coach for women. I have like what's known as like a weight neutral approach. Um, for those who don't know what that is, like basically the weight neutral approach is I don't ask for the weight on the scale ever. I don't do transformation photos. I'm really don't, I don't care what you weigh or kind of what you look like. Like that's, um, it's not only not a priority, like we don't even talk about it at all. I'm really just here to make women stronger. Um, I think one of the things that makes me pretty unique uh, at least in the fitness world, is I am extremely not scary. Um, <laughs> and I think like, that helps a lot because I think fitness culture can be a little aggressive sometimes. Mm. Um, and sometimes we like miss out on some people who like, so it's not everyone vibes with that, like no pain, no gain mentality. Um, and anybody who's seen my content or like seen my podcast, I don't think I've ever like intimidated a human being ever. So <laughs> I think that would be like the main 
um, which is totally fine. I'm happy to like fill that gap because I think uh, in fitness culture it can be kind of um, intimidating, especially if you're like a new lifter and I'm fine to fill the gap of being the not scary fitness coach online. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I would agree just from like listening to your podcast and seeing your content, I don't feel intimidated. So this is great. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not scary at all, which I think is good because I think it's like, um, I, I think sometimes people are worried about asking questions or worried about que if questions are dumb or like what it might be. And I think it's, you know, sometimes that's hard to do with the, you know, super extreme physique bodybuilder who like has a lot of like pretty aggressive motivational quotes that it's hard to like, maybe you don't want to ask that guy the question because like he just seems intimidating. Maybe he's not, maybe he's lovely, but like, um, that can be hard to, that can be hard to tell from his content. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You definitely give off um, the non-intimidating vibe in a very positive way. So that's great. And I love that you mentioned, um, they may seem those folks may seem intimidating and scary, but they're probably really great humans. It's just the vibe that we pick up sometimes. Many is... of them are lovely. Oh yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> uh, totally a perception. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So at the time, um, kind of take you back a little bit. When I first started this podcast, I was going through like this massive shift on how I define what it means to be healthy and fit. Um, and so I love to really start out by asking my guests, their perspective on what it means to be healthy and fit to you. And also if at all that definition for you has changed over the years. Yeah. So the, the definition definitely has changed. I think as like many of us who joined the fitness world, I think when we think about healthy and fit, we usually, we, we used to think about like maybe a weight on the scale, maybe a body fat percentage, maybe that, you know, that's where a lot of people start. That's where I started as like an 18 year old. Um, as I've gone on, I really see when I see healthy and fit, I think, you know, being able to do the things that you want to do both in and out of the gym. I think that that's really valuable. I work with a lot of women who are in their forties, fifties and sixties. And a lot of their goals are like, I want to be able to go skiing with my grandkids. Or I want to be able to like, you know, go on this hike, or if there's anything that I want to do in life that my health doesn't hold me back from doing that. And so I think that's kind of how I see healthy and fit now is like, let's use your training, like also to feel strong and badass. And like, those things are still important. But when I think of like healthy and fit, I'm thinking like, well, what are the things that you want to do in life? Like, mm -hmm. let's make sure that the training supports that. Um, so I really focus on like that kind of training. I think it's really rewarding because it's, it's not only about being successful in the gym, but also being like successful out of the gym as well. So that, that's kind of how I see like healthy and fit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you focus way more on like quality of life first, you know, yes. or activities of daily living, being able to do those things and, um, overall live like a high quality life and being able to do all the things. Yeah. It ends up being like a bit of, of both things where it's there, there's two things where it ends up being, you know, I want people to feel strong. I think feeling strong is a really valuable thing to have in your life. I think it's underrated, um, for the women that I've worked with where a lot of them can and do very impressive things now, especially the ones who didn't think they could do that before. I think that that's like really rewarding and it's kind of proving yourself wrong in a very positive way, which I think is great. Is that you're, you know, a lot of the women that I work with, you know, they can deadlift like in the 200s, they can do pull-ups now. Like these are all things that like they, and these are not, you know, very athletic people who came from background. Some of them are in their 50s and 60s. Uh, an example of this is like one of my women that I work with, uh, her name is Sue. She uh, can deadlift 210 pounds and she's 65 years old. 
Nice. And I think like, that's like a really cool, I, so I think like feeling strong and like feeling confident when you can do. So yes, it's quality of life. And I think that that's valuable, but I also think just like feeling strong is like underrated. And I think mm -hmm. we should be striving for that more because there's, there's a lot of benefits beyond just being able to pick up a heavy weight. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's probably where a lot of that confidence building that you work with women on comes into play. You know, when we can lift more weight, lift heavy things, it's definitely a confidence boost for, for a lot of women, especially if they've come from a place where they felt like small and weak or, you know, mm -hmm. fallen into a specific, this is as a woman, this is how you're supposed to be kind of box. Um, I can imagine that right. is really empowering for them. Yeah. And it, and it takes, what I like about strength too, is it takes away, um, the focus on aesthetics, which I really like, is that mm -hmm. like it, when you're doing your pull-ups or your, your deadlift, you know, if you deadlift 200 pounds off the ground, the focus is not like, well, did this outfit look cute while I did it? Like the focus is <laughs> I just lifted 200 pounds off the ground. And like, that's really cool. And like, it doesn't matter what you looked like that day or like what you're supposed to look like, you know, as we can talk about like that kind of changes over time. But, um, you know, it's one of the things that you can really prove like how amazing you are as a person. And it has nothing to do with whatever your aesthetic might be, which I think is like, cool. Um, I think that's, and I, I think that um, sometimes isn't talked about in the fitness industry where I think sometimes we associate, you know, um, success in the fitness world as like getting a certain physique, mm. um, which has like changed over time, but like there's always seems to be, and what I like about strength is that like, we really just don't care about that at all. Like we don't mm -hmm. even discuss it. Like it's not, yeah we really redefine success in a way that I think is a lot better. Mm. So tell me more about like how you would define success. Maybe what that looks like for, for your clients. Is it doing, being able to lift the, you know, 210 pound bar or, you know, again, that quality of life kind of thing, or how does, how is success defined by like you and, or, you know, specifically your clients too, which I'm sure it varies client to client. Yeah, it's going to vary. I always shoot for it. And I think what's important is that like, whatever the goal is, um, that has to be decided by the, the woman that I work with. I think like that's that it can't be me saying like, all right, everyone's going to deadlift 200 pounds for some women. That's great. That's a very admirable goal. And like, I think it's a great adventure, but, um, for other women, it could be getting their first pull up. It could be, I think we really have to, you know, everyone's journey is going to be a little different. Like what strength is for someone, like for some people, that's going to be a very specific goal in the gym for other people. It's going to be again, like quality of life kind of thing, like being able to go skiing with their grandkids or being able to do hiking that they weren't able to do before. Mm. Um, so when I define success, I think the first thing that I look into is like, okay, what is the reason that you came to me? Whatever that reason might be. And like, did we achieve that goal? Like, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, I define success or at a minimum, did we get you on the right path to achieving that goal? So mm -hmm. um, that looks different to many different women, but mm -hmm. that's that. I, I think it's really important to focus on what is important to them as opposed to me being like, well, this is what a strong woman is. I, mm -hmm. I think like that we should focus on like every individual has like their own goals for their own reason. And I think that we should, we should focus on that. Mm, yeah. So I'm curious to know a little bit more about what led you to focusing on working primarily or with just women. Um, yeah. So talk to me more about kind of how you found yourself, um, working with that population. Yeah. So it's the most common question that I get. <laughs> and, uh, for myself, you know, when I started training, I came from a place of like very low confidence, like low self-esteem, uh, strength training really helped with that. Um, strength training taught me a lot of life lessons and was 
very much there for me when like other things were not. And what I noticed is when I started like, you know, originally I started working in a commercial gym before I went online. And when I worked with women, I noticed that they went through a very similar journey where like they kind of went to the gym, unsure of like what they were able to accomplish. I'm like being very general here. Right. Um, they were unsure of like what they could do. They weren't sure what they could lift. You know, I heard stories of like, well, those are guy weights or like guy plates mm -hmm. on the bar, things like that. Um, and I noticed they went through a very similar journey that I did, which was like came from a place, very unsure, low confidence of themselves. And then when they started working out, we're able to like, you know, the strength training was able to build that confidence. And so mm -hmm. when I decided to go online and like, kind of like run my own business and like, who did I want to work with? Um, personally, it made a lot more sense for me to work with women than it did for men. But um, yeah, I just noticed that they went through a very similar journey to myself. Not that like men can't go through that journey as well, but I don't think that's always the journey of men. Mm. in strength training whereas like that journey for women in strength training happens a lot mm. like very very common and for whatever reason I just happen to have a journey that was similar to the woman that I work with yeah that's really cool and I think um I work with so many you know both women and men and my primary population is with like college students but there's it's so I mean even just like stepping foot in a gym can be nerve-wracking to people so I think too just thinking about like whether it's strength training primarily, but any sort of fitness in general, it's such a great way to build confidence because it's easy to, you know, you step foot in a gym. Oh, that's a confidence boost. Like I did the damn thing, you know, or, right, yeah. um, I work out once I did the damn thing. Um, I talked to somebody else at the gym, like there's another confidence boost. So I really like that. That's kind of one of the big goals, um, or things that you're, you're trying to achieve with women is just boosting confidence and, and helping them to feel better in that way. Yeah. And I, I want to see more women in the gym. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's like a big thing. I've talked about this on my podcast as, as well Is like, how do we make the gym more welcoming to all people? I think is like important because you know, at the end of the day, a gym is just a room with workout equipment. There's no reason why like myself doing my goals or like a 45 year old woman doing her goals like that. There's no reason why like we can't all share and we can't mm -hmm. all benefit from the stuff because we can all like, like gym equipment at the end of the day is beneficial to all of us. And I want everyone to have access to that. Um, but I think you're right. We're like gyms can be very intimidating at the beginning. People are lifting very heavy weights. It's a very open space. So maybe it feels like you're on display a little bit. Um, but as you go into that space more and more, it becomes much more comfortable with practice is like what I've noticed is that like you can become more comfortable in the gym and also it can be a place that where you like boost your own confidence, which is cool mm -hmm. because it becomes a place where maybe it was intimidating at first. And then it became a place where you realized no one cared about your workout in the first place and that you become more comfortable there. Um, and then it also becomes a place where you kind of like prove yourself wrong. And I think like what's cool about strength training specifically is that, um, the weight on the bar is the weight on the bar where I think like when we talk about a, you know, an aesthetic based goal, um, that's pretty subjective and also like, you know, can lead to, it's very hard to like determine if you're like, are you truly like more aesthetically pleasing than you were before? Is it mm -hmm. a very like, subjective goal and can be very hard for like someone to tell, even if like, how would you properly judge that is like also like another factor, but like if you deadlifted 80 pounds to start and now you deadlift 200 it's like, well, you've clearly gotten better. Like yeah. the number is how, like it's, it's much more obvious that you're like making results because the weights kind of like keep track for you. And I think like, that's like one of the cool benefits of strength training where like, there's a lot of success in life. That's like very subjective, 
but like mm-hmm. strength is like kind of not subjective in a way mm-hmm. where it's like like the, the, the weight on the bar is the weight on the bar if you're dumbbell rowing 30s now and you were dumbbell rowing 15s like you've clearly gotten better and I think like that's like a unique benefit that I think strength training has compared to um not only like aesthetics training but like even just like other aspects of life mm, yeah that's really great so I'm curious um like with with the weight neutral approach um and you've kind of talked about this a little bit but what do some of the goals or, um, measures of progress look like for the women that you do work with? If it's, if you're not measuring, you know, number on the scale, um, and obviously like you're measuring strength increases, but what are some other progress points that, that they often pick up along the way? Yeah. So I think other ones along the way are being more consistent with training, which I think is good, especially as like a new lifter. Um, this is what I've said is that like, if you have a good program, and if you are increasing your form and you stay consistent, like mm-hmm. you can go very far, very quickly. And I think like, that's like really cool to see as a new lifter, which you don't get necessarily in the intermediate to expert level mm-hmm. where like as a new lifter, like you can gain a lot of strength really fast. Um, as an example, like I'm like a firm believer that pretty much everybody can deadlift their body weight in like less than three months. I mm-hmm. think this is like a new lifter, 55 years old, like whatever it might be like, Um, This is like a very doable goal. I've done this many times before. Like, this is something that I think is really cool to see. Um, I think just like self-confidence really comes in as well, which is cool. Like I've noticed that as well, where um, if you're taking on a new task and you accomplish that, you kind of think, well, what can I do next? I think that's really cool as well, is that um, you're proving yourself wrong in a very positive way. And I think that that does translate to other things where it's like, well, if I was wrong about this, maybe I was wrong about the other things in life that I didn't think I could accomplish. So that's like a huge one to me is because, you know, yes, we're making you stronger. There's health benefits to that. You'll, you know, feel like a badass lifter and that's awesome. Um, but I really want you to realize that you were capable of more than you thought. And I think like, that's like a part of strength training that's not talked about enough. Um, and is, is why a lot of people who like a lot of people who start strength training, like stick with it, I think for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is like a very empowering journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say from the folks that I've worked with, um, depending upon their starting point and like what they generally enjoy from movement, but folks tend to be way more consistent and stick, you know, and adhere to a strength program versus one that's just focused on, you know, cardio or, um, other, you know, potentially higher intensity activity, um, and so I, I think too, that that confidence piece could, could play a huge role in that. So, um, yeah, I'm curious if you could talk a little bit more about, um, like common fears or hesitations that you hear from new lifters. And this could be, you know, folks that like potential clients that you've had, or even just in your personal life, like with conversations, um, maybe surrounding with women who know that you're a strength coach for women, maybe they approach you with some of the fears that they might, um, they might have. I'm curious if you can talk a little bit more about those. Yeah, for sure. So the, the first one that I get, and I'm sure like you've heard this as well is like, I don't want to get hurt or like lift too heavy and then get hurt. Like kind of the idea that lifting heavy is like inherently unsafe. Mm-hmm. I, I think what's, you know, and that's a very common concern that I get, even people who want to be strong. It's like, well, I, I don't want to lift the heavy weight and then get hurt. Right. And for myself, like, I think the first thing I want to talk about is like one that like lifting heavy in itself is not like unsafe. It is is something, if anything, being able to lift heavy with good form, in my opinion, like will probably stop you from being 
hurt. Like that, that like there's a benefit to like, if you can lift a lot of weight and safely, when you reach other things in your life that are less heavy, it is much less likely that you're going to get hurt by those. Mm -hmm. Um, But for them, what I would say is like, if you are genuinely concerned, like we're not going to throw super heavy stuff at you out of the gate. Like, uh, you know, we're going to start light. We're going to work on form. We're going to focus on being consistent. The heavy weight will come like when you feel ready, but that's like a major, a major concern um, that I think comes up, uh, excuse me, uh, a major um, is a major concern that comes up a lot. Um, I think once you start to get into strength training, that goes away pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but that's definitely like as a new lifter, like, you, you know, you don't want to, you're not sure what to do. You want to lift with, you want to lift heavy, like without getting hurt. Um, and I do think that like, as a new lifter, I do think it's important to have some kind of program to follow. I think like, I think it's always important to have a program, but if you're going to do strength training, you can get so much more benefit and so much more results through following some kind of program, whether that's like made by a friend, whether that's made by a trainer, like something, somebody who knows like kind of how the world of strength training works. Um, I think especially as a new lifter, a lot of people will enter the, you know, the weight room. There's a lot of machines. There's a lot of different exercises. There's a lot of different weights and like, maybe, you know, it could be overwhelming. Like, okay, what are the things that I should be working on? Mm -hmm. Which is where I think like having a program really helps. Mm, yeah. So that fear of injuring themselves is a big one. I'm curious if, one, yeah. yeah, I'm curious if, uh, the age old, I don't want to lift heavy cause I don't want to get bulky ever comes up and how you approach that with folks. Yeah. It definitely does. Um, the approach that I've kind of taken with that question is, so first I want to know who, like who they're talking about specifically. Cause when they say like, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to be bulky. Usually there's like a person in mind, yeah. like there's like a crossfitter or like a bodybuilder or like whatever it might be. Um, and then once I have an example, I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about how this person got there. Um, especially if we're talking about like, you know, they saw a poster of a bodybuilder who like is, you know, very, very muscular for a woman. And I think like, it's important to have a conversation is like, like, okay, so how she got to that look was very hard training for a long period of time, very meticulous nutrition, potentially some drug enhancement, depending on who we're talking about. Um, and she gunned for that look. I think that's like important too, is that like, she, that was not like an accidental, like I went from 30 pounds to 20 pounds and dumbbells. And then like somehow got like all these muscles is that like, that is a person who like very much wanted that look and probably worked on it for like what could be five to 10 years of like very intense training. And then kind of talking about like, well, so if you don't go down that route, you're not going to look like her. I think like, that's important to understand is that like the, 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 it is so unlikely that you will become bulky um, that it's really nothing to worry about. And also it would not come all at once. I think is also the thing is important is that that would be a gradual process that existed. So if you truly don't want that, like, it's not going to be like, you don't do curls one day and the next day you wake up with like massive biceps. Yeah. It's it's not going to, it would be a gradual process at like a minimum and a very slow gradual process. Mm. Um, so I think like, it's important to like address the concern, but for the most part, when you figure out like who they mean specifically, like this is someone who is not, they're not going to look like that, especially not like accidentally. Yeah. And I think too, it's interesting that the term bulky, right. And I'm putting it in quotes is it's so relative to the person. Like, again, 
what like Jane down the street who has never touched a barbell considers bulky is probably way different than what someone who is, you know, a CrossFit, you know, just a regular CrossFit person, what they consider to be bulky or someone that's more, um, you know, comfortable in the gym or has seen more people in gym. I also, I also think too, it's really important because another thing that, you know, I, I really try to focus like my work on is just deconstructing, um, like societal expectations and beauty standards for especially females, but just in general. And it's like, even if you do end up looking that way, you're like, it's okay. Like women can look that way too. I think that's something that's really important and, and using that as a, an educational opportunity to let them know, like, even if you did look that way, <laughs> that it's would be good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. This is, this is bringing no shame to any woman who might be considered bulky. Like, I mm-hmm. think that that's, you know, that's important too. And that, you know, I try to really focus not on aesthetics. And I think like strong people look in many different ways. And like, sometimes they are like, quote unquote, bulky. And sometimes they're not like, I try to show on my page, like a variety of women of like a variety of different builds and ages and kind of show that like, actually a lot of people can like be strong and look in very different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I, not every person I work with is like super muscular or like Mm -hmm. super lean or like, you know, and I think like, that's important. I think like, that's important to, you know, show is that like strength doesn't really have a look. Um, there are, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There, Like, you know, I I've worked with women who, you know, on the low end are probably like a hundred ish pounds and on the high end are like close to 400 and, you know, like they are strong, they're all strong in their own, like in their own way. And I think like, that's cool is that like, we don't have to have like, well, a strong woman looks like this. Is mm-hmm. that like, actually a lot of women can be strong and look in a lot of different ways. And I think like, that's a cool thing about strength training too, that like it, you really, you know, vast variety of people can like be strong, even if they don't have necessarily like the muscular lean physique that would maybe be expected of someone who looks that way. Mm, yeah. I love that. Strong doesn't have a look. Healthy doesn't have a look. Fit doesn't have a look. Amen. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. I'm curious there if there are other, um, well, for one, if there's other concerns that you regularly hear from folks who are maybe thinking about getting into strength training, but then also, um, for anyone that might be listening, if they have been on the fence about starting strength training for whatever reason it might be, what might be some good first steps that they could take? Um, that you might obviously purchasing a program and working with somebody like you, potentially that would be great. Um, sadly, it's not accessible for everyone, but I'm curious someone, if somebody is wanting to, a woman is wanting to get into strength training, um, what might be some good first steps for them? Yeah, for sure. So I think one of the challenges of strength training, like one of the major barriers that exist is that it does require a bit of learning that exists. Whereas like, if you want to get into running, you know, you buy running shoes, you go on the treadmill, like you get the general light, like not that there isn't technique to running, but like the technique to enter running is very low. Same with like things like group classes. Like those are, you know, you don't need to be an expert in any of these to do that. Whereas strength training is like, I have yet to see a deadlift that was good. That wasn't taught Mm. Like at some point. Like, so, you know, there's, it does require a bit of a learning curve. Um, people who can't afford training, there are good resources that exist now that you can learn like online, some like 
both like, like YouTube, Instagram. I try to show some of those as well on my page. Sometimes at your gym, there's like a, you know, like a free like session or like consultation that exists depending on like what kind of gym you go to. But I think like learning form, I think is a big barrier because a lot of people will go into the, and, and also this is like maybe an insecurity is that like, mm-hmm. you don't know strength training yet. So like, do I really want to go in the gym and like look like a fool around all these, using all these machines wrong and everyone's going to know, first of all, no one cares, but yeah. <laughs> maybe my like that. and I think like, that's like the, you know, a big insecurity that can happen. I think like for people who want to get into strength training, if you learn the form, you can get strong really fast. Um, and I think like, that's really important too, but also it'll keep you safe. It'll give you the benefits that you're looking for. So I would say looking into some key movements like squatting or deadlifting, not even necessarily with a barbell, but even with just like dumbbells and light and like learning how to do a hip hinge, things like that. Um, those are going to be key skills that are going to matter. But if you learn those skills, they allow you to have the base for strength that you want in the future. So not only you can be strong now, you can get stronger in the future. So I think like really spending some time either getting educated on videos that exist online, maybe on Instagram, like there's a lot of good resources that exist now that are free that can help you with kind of like those base movements. And then like, you know, from there, you could just keep getting stronger. Mm, yeah. So learning a little bit more, breaking through that like education barrier a bit by doing, I was going to say your own research in quotes, because I know that's like a big thing right now is people saying they've done their research. Your own research. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a really good tip. Learning some of those like basic movement patterns before even stepping foot in a gym um, might be really helpful for folks. Yeah. yeah even great. at home, even with like light dumbbells, just like going over some basic form, mm-hmm. uh, learning how to squat is just like a good thing to learn in my opinion, like learning how to hip hinge. Um, I think farmer's carries are underrated. I think those are really valuable, like for some grip strength and just full body as well. Um, but it doesn't need, you know, and these don't need to be the hardest version of them that exist, like light dumbbells, body weight. This is all like fine. Like, I think those are really valuable to learn, but learning those will also give you the ability to like, if you want to go into the more complicated, heavier stuff in the future, that you'll have a good base of movement. Mm. Um, Because once you know how to do one squat, a lot of them, like the techniques are very similar. So like whether you're doing like, you know, 200 pounds on your back or you're doing with a 10 pound dumbbell, you know, holding at your chest, like the form is very similar from squatting from one squat to another. So like learning those base movements goes a long way. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Really good tip. So if someone is interested in working with a coach, obviously I would love for you to plug your information where they can find you, um, what your programs are like, all the things. Yeah, for sure. So, um, they can find me. I have what's known as like the badass lifter program, which they can, they can check that out uh, either using the link in my bio on Instagram, which is uh, at training strong women, or they can look up badasslifter.com and then my website will be there. Um, again, like I'm very, you know, I've weight neutral coaching. I don't care what you look like, what you weigh, like all of that stuff is like completely irrelevant to me. And I won't like ask about it. I'm really just focused on making you strong, whatever that is to you. Like that's the only thing that I care about. Um, if people have questions, there's like two main places you can find me right now. Uh, Instagram is at training strong women. And then I also have a podcast called who's lifting today, um, where I talk more into depth about like, how do we help 
new lifters become strong? How do we, how does a woman be able to deadlift her body weight for the first time or get her first pull up? Or just like the information that I think new lifters need to know to really get into lifting. I focus a lot more at like the beginner level as opposed to like the intermediate or expert level because I wanna see uh, more people in the gym getting strong. So yeah, that's what I focus on. Yes. Awesome. And I've listened to a couple episodes of your podcast and it's like the short version. So like quick conversations, quick snippets, you get right to it. Um, so highly recommend checking out your podcast. Cause I've, I've enjoyed it myself. So awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for hopping on and, um, spending some time with me. It was really great just to get to know you learn a little bit more about what you do, but also to share your wisdom with the majority of people that listen to this are women, uh, many of who have been hesitant to strength train for a variety of reasons. And I think also having um, a male voice uh, encouraging strength training for reasons beyond aesthetics is also um, really beneficial. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to connect with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I uh, really enjoyed the conversation. As always, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of GTB. If you aren't already, be sure to go follow Mark on Instagram at trainingstrongwomen. We will also link his profile in the show notes below. If you are enjoying this podcast and this episode, head on over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. I will see you back here in two weeks for another episode, but in the meantime, go give him the bird.